0: With such a weapon. But we have no choice. Let's talk about Oppenheimer. All right. So, I was looking forward to this movie back when it it was announced. I was following the whole thing. Now, this is the first. Movie, I think, I, I can't remember what movie, but this is the first movie in a while that Christopher Nolan did not work with Warner Brothers. Because this goes back to his previous movie, Tenant. Tenant came out during the peak of uh COVID. And Warner Brothers went through that phase of oh we're gonna release our movies in theaters but we're also gonna release it for 30 days on HBO Max and then once the 30 days is over on HBO Max then it's just in theaters and this made Christopher Nolan very unhappy that his film was going to be split up because he was like this this needs to be seen on the big screen it, it needs to Unfortunately, it was the height of COVID. I don't remember if, like, the full vaccine was out. I, you know, it was during that was during that time when, you know, just craziness was happening. So he basically broke up his... He, he broke the relationship up between him and um, Warner Brothers. So now he's with Universal. And... When I heard about this was going to be his next film about Robert Oppenheimer, I was thinking to myself, well, I've learned a little bit about this guy, so I know kind of the crux of everything, but it would still be interesting to see what this film brings. Then I saw the runtime, and it was like, oh, three hours. Shoot. But then again, I then thought about it and went, you know what? Christopher Nolan usually makes long movies, whether between like two and a half and three hours. But I believe they said that this is his longest film, like beating out, I think it was Dark Knight Rises by like 15 minutes or something like that. But I will say this. I did go out to see this in the theater. And in fact, I did see it in true IMAX. And I will say this right off the bat seeing seeing it in IMAX was spectacular it really was you know it but that's also Christopher Nolan is that he shoots with um I think it was it was with IMAX in 35 millimeter it's either 35 or 70 millimeter maybe both um so you know with IMAX his shots are just so wide and expansive to, you know, like at parts during the dark night the you know, it's like a, it's like an overhead city shot. And I'm like thinking I'm about to fall. Um, So he definitely brings that back. And I will say this right off the bat. The, um, this is a, a well, it's a well-made film. Um, and it's a pretty beautifully shot film. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some shots in here that are just, they're just gorgeous. The acting, amazing. Um, here's the problem that I have. Because it's three hours, there's a lot in there that I'm going, this could have been trimmed. That could have been cut. And unfortunately, with the Christopher Nolan film... You know, a lot of his movies, the pacing is a bit slow. So there were there were definitely times during this movie where I was going like, God, this, this movie's got to pick up fast. This movie's got to keep going. And sometimes it did, but sometimes it didn't. And I will give it this. um, There are parts of this movie where I'm going, oh, that's pure Christopher Nolan. But then there's parts in here where I'm going, "That's that doesn't seem like... N- part of a Nolan film it seems more of like a almost like Scorsese type film because there I'll say this there is a lot of talking in this movie there's a lot of talking it it feels very much kind of like Scorsese and also kind of Tarantino where their films are dialogue heavy and it it kind of becomes like okay can we cut cut the talking and blow something up especially with a movie talking about, uh, the atomic bomb. And when they do get to that, when they do get to the atomic bomb scene, it is pretty spectacular. Um, I'll go back to the casting. Um, everyone does a great job. Like Murphy does a great job. Um, um, Emily Blunt, um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, Josh Hartnett, um, there there's some people in this movie where I'm going like wow they were kind of built up pretty pretty big and they're in it for like a little bit like Florence Pugh or um, Jack Quaid or uh, Josh Peck which I'll I'll say this I'll say this one this one flaw you have Josh Peck in your movie and you built something that is like a giant sphere. And you didn't have him say, quote, it's spherical, end quote. If you grew up in the 2000s, you know exactly what I'm talking about. That was the one flaw I had. I was waiting for him to say, it's spherical. And I didn't get that. <laughs> so, I'm kidding. It's not a flaw. I'm joking. Um, but yeah, like I said, the, the casting I think was, was pretty, was pretty nice. Um, throughout this movie, there were so many people in it where I'm like, oh no way you're in this. Oh, you're in this. So it was, it became like the pointing out like, oh, they're in this. It it became the pointing game and it, it was definitely really good. Just the, the biggest flaw that I had was that it was three hours. And the problem that I have with longer films is that if you can't keep the pacing going and you slow down at least a second, people are going to start noticing and people are going to start getting bored. And unfortunately, this movie does that. At least to me. Where I was going like, okay, we should be at like the like like hour and a half mark. And then in actuality, it was like the 45 minute mark. And I was like, oof. That's because the pacing is really slow. And to then by the time it's uh like you're like two hours in or something like that, you're like, Oh geez, we should be like at the this should be like the final fifteen minutes. Nope. You're you're like, Oh, whoa, I got like an hour and a half left of this. So, so yeah, if you're if you're definitely a person that you know, doesn't like slow paced stuff and longer stuff like 3 hours long then you you probably won't sit through the entirety of this you may watch like clips of stuff but this was a very 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 good film and I and I really enjoyed it I think I think Christopher Nolan did a really good job with you know with everything really I mean, the fact that they, the actual like atomic bomb, the actual explosion, was a real explosion. It wasn't CGI. And when you see it on screen, and when you see, like when you watch it, you're like, "Whoa, okay, that." I think he went overboard on that one. Um. So. He, I I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Um it's it, it's not it's not it's not necessarily a happy movie. I'll I'll say that it's not really a see a, you're going to smile throughout the entirety of it. Um so I'll say that. And um yeah, when I saw that the movie was rated R, I was going, "Whoa. Okay. This was I think I think his first radar film since uh, I like to say memento, but it's probably uh, maybe maybe Insomnia or the or prestige. I, I I don't really know. But it's it's his first radar film in a while. So I'm going, oh, okay. And it's mainly rated R because some of the language. And you uh see some nudity. And you know, you see nudity, especially on an IMAX screen, it's like ten times bigger. So, um, yeah, that was that was quite interesting, but besides the point, uh, this was a very very good film. Uh, definitely recommend it. Um, if you're a fan of Christopher Nolan, you'll get those Nolan moments in this film. Um, I, I I I do think this would be in. My best of the year list. I don't, don't really know the place though. But I, you know what? It's not to me. It's not crossing to amazing because of the slowness. But it's a very high grade, and I really enjoyed it. And like I said, Nolan knocks it out of the park again. About what's happening here.